Hey ladies, welcome to the Looking Above podcast. It's easy to get bogged down in details of everyday life. If we aren't intentional, our eyes can easily be pulled away from the Lord and we can set our gaze on things of earth. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. My name is Karen Boffman and I'm the women's pastor at New Life Church in Gillette, Wyoming. I believe that our perspective changes everything. So together, we'll be looking above. Welcome back to Looking Above. I am so glad you have joined us today. I am here with my friend, Brooklyn, and we are gonna talk about comparison and how sometimes in friendship, we derive our worth from our friends instead of from God and how that can just kind of tear down our friendship. And so, uh, Brooklyn, I'm so glad you are here today. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so I'm Brooklyn Alm, like Karen said. Um, I am a wife and a mom of a four-year-old. Um, I own a boutique, and I love youth ministry, so I serve in the youth ministry on Wednesdays. Yeah. And Karen and I have been friends for a couple years now, but I would say we got like really close this last year. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, and kind of in a friendship slash mentoring yeah. role, and um, God just kind of put you on my heart the same time as He put me on your heart, mm-hmm. and so uh, that's just been been neat to kind of grow. And you're um, age wise kind of between me and my daughter, and so you have kind of the same relationship <laughs> with her, where yeah. you're kind of mentor slash friend to her, and I just think that's such a cool cool thing. Yeah, I'm really thankful for it. Yeah, when I was in high school, um, there was a teacher that worked with my mom, and she was kind of just about halfway between my mom's age and my age, and it was the same thing. Like, she was kind of my friend and mentor, and my mom was kind of her friend and mentor, and it's just neat when God does that. And So we, Kalina and I get to share you. (laughs) Yes, I love it, though. (laughs) We're going to talk a little bit about comparison and Um, just some of the pitfalls that that can bring to friendship. But you had mentioned that you think that there are steps in relationship. Do you want to explain that a little bit to us or for us? Um, So ultimately, first, I want you guys to know that the reason that I even feel like I know these things is because I've had to pray a lot about it because I have struggled with comparison Mm. in the past. So do not think that I am perfect by any means. I have struggled with it too. Yeah. Oh, and we all do. Yeah. I'm I'm sure we'll get more into that as we go. (laughs) Yeah. So I just wanted to preface it with that. Um, And yeah, I'm not trying to make you feel shame at all. But the steps that I think um, there needs to be is first and most importantly, there needs to be a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Um, If you first have friendship, instead of having that relationship with God, it will get all messed up. So first we have that relationship with God and we gain that worth or we learn that our worth is from God Mm -hmm. through that relationship with him because Mm -hmm. it's super hard to believe that just by reading the Bible. Not Mm. that the Bible's not important, but you believe him more when you get to know his heart Mm -hmm. and spend that time with him and so then you get security in god right so if you do that first and then you go into friendship you're not going into friendship 
for selfish reasons or sure. a selfish desire, right. trying to fill a void. Yeah. Um, because nothing can fill that void except for God. Right, right. And this is something that um, I've watched you be very intentional with in the last couple of years is your relationship with God. Um, Can you just describe for us, because maybe there's somebody listening who's like, I don't even know how to do that. Like relationship with God, what, you know, like I can't see him. I can't hear him. I can't, you know. So can you just talk a little bit about what that looks like for you? How Mm -hmm. have you worked on building a relationship or friendship with God? I would say at the beginning, um, I was the same. I didn't know. I came to church and I served and I did all the checklist things Mm -hmm. and I still didn't feel like I had a really close relationship with him. But I also didn't really know if I did or if I didn't. I didn't Mm. know I was missing it until I had it and I was intentional about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But how I started um, was just being quiet and Mm -hmm. not not praying, not anything, and it's hard. People Mm. are like, how do you just sit there? Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of getting distracted and moving your mind back Mm -hmm. to, no, I'm going to just focus on Mm -hmm. God. But when I did that, um, he started speaking to me, not – not um, like I couldn't hear him mm-hmm. audibly, but yeah. my heart could hear him. Right. And just the things that he would bring to my heart were just things that only he could know. And so it was really cool to, I did it every single morning. Mm-hmm. I would wake up at five mm-hmm. and I would spend seriously two hours, which I understand that's a really long time. Right. Some seasons, it doesn't work out that way. Yeah. But at that time, I did every single morning and I just got crazy close with him. Mm-hmm. And actually, the whole reason I did that was I was coming out of friendships where they had <laughs> I had gotten hurt and mm-hmm. I had compared and it wasn't healthy and I felt like I had nobody and so mm-hmm. I that was the whole reason I even had that opportunity right is because I didn't right. have anyone else to turn to. Yeah. And I think so often um, that might be when people do mm-hmm. turn to God is is in those seasons where they feel like I am alone mm-hmm. I have no one. Um, that's how I was coming out of my broken engagement. Right. You know, like all of my friends had been my fiance's friends and now I didn't have a fiance and I didn't have friends. And it was like, okay, God, it is you and me. And I went through a season two where I just spent hours and hours and hours seeking God because it was literally, he was all I felt like I had at that time. So, yeah. um, so I guess our encouragement to those who are listening is if you are someone who's just feeling so very lonely right now, um, you don't have to be lonely in that season because ultimately our first friend ought to be God. And when you develop, cultivate that friendship, like you just spoke about Brooklyn, then then is the time to go and find human friends yeah. and you're going to be so much healthier for that relationship. Yeah. I remember feeling so broken, mm-hmm. just like you did yeah. coming yeah. out of that broken engagement. And at the end, the, like not the end, but as I continued getting closer to God, I was so thankful that mm-hmm. it had, that I had been alone and I right. could turn to him because right. it just changed everything. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Okay, so a while ago we were talking about relationships, and you said that friendship actually and relationship actually comes from a place of being obedient to God. And I thought that was a really interesting concept to think about um, relationship as obedience. You want to explain that? Yeah, so like I said earlier, if you're coming into relationship to fill a void, Mm -hmm. um, 
it's not going to work. Mm. <laughs> so if, but if you're coming at it with the mindset of, I want to be obedient to God, he calls us to relationship and community mm-hmm. throughout the Bible. So if we're being intentional and coming at it from a heart of obedience, we will see the fruit from it mm-hmm. um, because our priorities will automatically be in order because we're already putting right. God first. Right. But if we come into it with the mindset like, uh, I need to not feel so alone or mm. I need this person to build me up because I feel not good about myself or whatever mm-hmm. it could be, um, we will see the consequences of that sure. because they'll never, like I said, be able to fill that right. for us. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And, you know, um, in John chapter 13, it talks about um, how we're supposed to love each other. And it says that by this, the world will know that we are his disciples. And so some of that obedience mm-hmm. is, you know, is how we love each other. And that's in friendship, in community, in our church relationships. The world is watching how we interact with each other. Mm-hmm. And so if we are loving each other well, they're going to be like, oh, those are his disciples. Right. Like those people love Jesus. And do you know how I know? It's because of how they love each other. Mm-hmm. It's because of how they do relationships. So when you say this obedience, it's really like living out how God commands us to do relationship, to do community. We are obedient in that and we live that out in friendship. Right. But if we do it the other way and if we are not living it out because of obedience like you said people watch us Mm -hmm. um and if we're insecure in that relationship and we're comparing ourselves constantly it's not going to look loving because it's coming from a selfish place right right i know we've talked about before in the podcast about how um we are called to be in community Mm -hmm. like god made us for community that's what we are made for but you take it like one step further (laughs) right yeah it's not just like we were made for community but what what do you I say that it friendship and community it's a gift from God Mm -hmm. that um that it's yeah like I said earlier we see the fruit of of having the correct order of God and then friendship we'll Mm -hmm. see fruit from that and the fruit is is not feeling alone Mm -hmm. and going through hard times with somebody and things like that Mm -hmm. instead of having that uh, need for satisfaction from them. It's two totally different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking at, or yeah, looking at it as a gift is, um, it just kind of changes your mindset about right. Right. the reason for friendship. Yeah, and you can receive mm-hmm. and not expect. Yeah, that's so good, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, right? Yeah. Like gifts so often are things that like they're handed to us and especially, you know, when it's not an expected gift, you know, when somebody just gives you something, it's like, oh, yeah. wow, thank, thank you. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much. Like, they thought of me. And it's uh-huh. just kind of like that. Like, oh, God thought of me. And he gave me this person who's exactly what I need right now or mm-hmm. who fills this void, which, of course, like you said, God is filling the void. But there are times when we need that encourager or right. that, you know, whatever, that teammate, whatever. And God has given us that gift of that person. Mm-hmm. So um, so I really like that. And I think that when we, um, when we come to it with the mindset of friendship is a gift, then we can live such grateful lives. Mm-hmm. Like it just spurs us to gratitude, you know, be like, goodness, God, thank you so much for this friend because this is what she's how she's enriching my life. Right. And I've been expectant instead of looking at it as a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does not 
go well because <laughs> no like I've said so many times I feel like I'm repeating myself mm-hmm. but no human can do what I need from them mm-hmm. not really and right. so not even my husband right. um, or my daughter so coming at it and looking at it as a gift and everything they do mm-hmm. for you you're thankful for it. yeah it just changes your whole life really right right yeah so let's talk a little bit about our worth Okay. And I know this is a topic that you've been talking with the youth yeah. about here lately is worth and where we where we find our worth, where we draw our worth. Um, and it's really dangerous to look to friendship yeah. for worth. Yeah. How have you maybe seen that in your own life or in someone else's life where you've just seen um, – or you have experienced, I guess, looking to someone for your worth rather than getting it from the Lord. Yeah. Um, I came out of a friendship that really just broke me, and it was because I was seeking my worth and my validation from that friendship. Um, And I came out of that season extremely broken. I don't know if I'd ever had a time where I had felt so sad and worthless because my Mm -hmm. worth was in that friendship and then it was gone and that's kind of what I tell the youth kids a lot too is like anything of this world that you put your friendship in or I mean your worth in Mm -hmm. is fleeting and the Mm -hmm. second it's taken away then who are you right Um, right and it doesn't matter even if it's a great godly friendship or marriage like anything Yeah. yeah if that's where you're deriving your worth your meaning your value then when that isn't filling you the way that you expect it to when that isn't pouring into you or when that friend is suddenly busy or unable to give you what you feel you need then your worth just starts to right vanish yeah <laughs> like you know sand and then you're your left empty mm-hmm. and that is not a fun feeling mm-hmm. <laughs> also it's not really fair to your friend no it's not at all. <laughs> if it's you're not. relying on her mm-hmm. to um to give you worth yeah because she can't feel that so right. you're expecting things from her that she could never right. do right. yeah so it isn't fair yeah yeah so your worth is from god always ultimately has to be um, and we have to seek that first to go into friendship in a healthy manner. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So if we're, um, if we are looking to relationships for worth, the other thing that that then leads to is comparison. Right. And that's ultimately where we wanted to get with this discussion mm-hmm. today is comparison. So comparison can hit relationships in a whole bunch of different ways right? Um, It's easy for us to compare ourselves to our friends. Right. Yeah, it's easy to compare yourself to your friends, your friends' friends, (laughs) people you don't know on Instagram. (laughs) Yes, other people's friendships that you see on social media. Um, I know there have been times when I've been scrolling and I see, you know, a couple people went out and did something fun and I'm like, oh, look at their friendship. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a friend like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you just, it's, it's, I'm going to say silly, but it doesn't feel silly to any of us no. when we're feeling it, right? Like right. when we feel it, it feels very real and it feels very lonely. Um, but comparison is never going to help us be healthy in relationship. And I think comparison can show up as 
I when I used to be really bad about comparing myself I didn't even realize that I was doing it Mm. like I would be standing in church and then be like oh am I dressed the right way or so I would look at other women or like oh (laughs) yep okay it's okay to wear sweats (laughs) or like whatever but I didn't realize it I thought oh you're just trying to do the right thing Mm -hmm. but it wasn't it was it was it was comparison and it was yeah. super unhealthy. And once I recognized it, I was like, oh my goodness, all of these thoughts then turn into insecurity. Mm. Um, and I think insecurity and comparison often go hand in hand. Um, and right. and then you start having thoughts that are, or you start believing lies from the enemy so much easier. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I know you had said that too, like the whole concept in John chapter 10 that says that it's talking about Satan, mm-hmm. that thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Right. And um, in John chapter 8, we learn that Satan is the father of lies, right? right? And so like his primary tactic to kill and destroy us is through lying. Mm-hmm. And for women especially, and I'm sure men do it too, but we're talking to ladies. Yeah. Um, comparison is so often the way that those lies begin. Right. And we can't say, we can't do this podcast without saying comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it all ties in and they are, it does, it's lies. And mm-hmm. recognizing those lies, I think can be challenging at first, but that's right. also why we're told right. to, you know, watch our thoughts make sure you take them captive when Mm -hmm. you see that there is a lie in there and it's not true right right so um i think comparison is a tactic right of uh of satan to try to destroy relationship right i i think he uses that comparison to like we said steal kill and destroy so if he can Put that little seed in our brain where you see something that your friend is doing or you see something, how she's really awesome in a certain way. Like, oh, Brooklyn's got this awesome, successful boutique and she just moved into a storefront. I don't have that. And then you start to compare. Then that breeds the insecurity. Then that starts to drive a wedge between you and your friend. Yeah. Yeah, I gave an example to Karen earlier. We both thought it was us that were like, I'm the one with the messy house, right? <laughs> but um, like you go to a friend's house and you notice how clean it is and you think of your house and how there's dishes and laundry and toys everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you don't want to invite that friend over anymore because you don't want them to see that part of you. Right. And then you don't want to be vulnerable. And then that – and like it just – totally is like a downward spiral right um because you need vulnerability and friendship when in reality everyone's house gets messy like everybody's Mm -hmm. house gets messy and like yes i i do own a boutique but it doesn't feel like that to me what other people think and people think that about you and Mm -hmm. we all have things and i think it's as social media has definitely made it harder to realize mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that we all have our things and everyone's house gets messy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, especially mine. Um, <laughs> and, and that being said, too, we all have blessings and we all have gifts mm-hmm. and we all have abilities. <clears throat> Excuse me. And scripture is real clear, too, about not comparing in that way, right? Yeah. Like it says, if this is your gift, do what 
you've been called to do, what you've been gifted to do. Don't, you know, that I shouldn't say, well, because I'm not a hand, I'm going to quit being a part of the body. Right. That, you know, like there's Mm -hmm. a whole thing about spiritual gifts and about comparison in that. Like God's very clear. We're not to compare who he made us to be with who he made our friend to be or who he made someone else to be. Like we all have to recognize what our part is, where we're gifted, where what we have, and then receive it with joy and live it out. Um, because when we start comparing in the body of Christ, it just destroys the body of Christ. Well, because you miss out on the gifts you've been given because you're so focused on having gifts that you don't have. Right. And right. so you don't even pay attention to the ones you do have. I was going to ask you uh, something that came to my mind is, have you ever thought like, oh, I, because I know you're an extrovert, mm-hmm. is why I'm asking you. Have you ever thought like, oh, I'm too much or or I wish I could not talk so much like that introvert over there or Are you saying like this that. is what I should think? No, no. That's what I, I was like saying. I'm like, I need to be careful about how I say no, this. No, 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 no. I'm joking. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you think, oh man, I'm a little much and oh, I can tell somebody's receiving me as oh, she's a lot, you know, and then you think, oh, I wish I could or I need to dial it back, but you dial it back too far and then I'm not being who I was created to be either. And God will use you as you are. And I'm sure the introverts watch you and are like, I wish I could just talk to, I know I watch you and I'm like, I just wish I could talk to anyone like Karen does (laughs) with the enthusiasm she does. (laughs) So, right, right. And so it's always, yeah, comparison is always taking away from what God has given us. Right. You know, it's not just the thief of joy, but it's literally the thief of fulfillment and contentment and being who we were created to be. It's It robs us of all of that. Um, I've been talking to Paul a lot lately about um, strengths, you know, ever since <laughs> talking to Katie and just like we need to focus on our strengths and live into who you are, mm-hmm. you know. And if you're focused on my strengths or I'm focused on your strengths, I'm not being who I was created to be. You're not being who you were created to be. Um, So there's this story in uh, the Gospels, and it shows up a couple of different places. And it's when um, the mother of James and John comes to Jesus with this request, right? And um, she says to Jesus, In your kingdom, please let my two sons sit in places of honor next to you, one on your right and the other on your left. And so then it's this whole exchange, right, between Jesus and James and John and all of this. And he basically says, like, that's not up to me. That's God's. God's going to choose who sits where when we get, you know, when we get to heaven. But then what happens in verse 24 here, it says, when the other 10 disciples heard what James and John had asked, they were indignant. And um, so it just like brought this whole comparison thing into the 12 disciples, right? Like we're looking at these people who started the church and it was happening way back then too. They're all saying like, "I I want the place of honor. I want to be Jesus's best friend, his right-hand dude, his favorite disciple. Like even those guys were kind of vying to be top dog and um, comparing each other, comparing themselves to each other and elevating themselves over each other. And um, Jesus eventually says, 
but among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. I think maybe in friendship, that's that's that attitude that we need to take too. Instead of comparing and letting comparison like be this tier system in right. relationships, right? Jesus just says, just drop yourself to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just put others ahead of yourself, love them, serve them. And that's how we do friendship is be the servant. Yeah. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy in all, yeah, in all places. Uh, I was just listening to a podcast on the way here that talked about even like they always say Jesus dropped himself to mm-hmm. the serving mm-hmm. position when he was like mm-hmm. the highest leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and just about how we as leaders or like anywhere, even in your home, anywhere at all, because everyone has some sort of leadership mm-hmm. somewhere. Right. We need to not call ourselves leaders, but servants and yeah. serve in that way. And it's so important in friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Um. When you, when you think about that, like probably what was happening, right, in James and John was there was some sort of insecurity. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they were feeling insecure. And so they were like, what can we do to ensure that we aren't last, that we aren't at the bottom, mm-hmm. whatever. And where I see this play out in friendship a lot is when um, your friend has other friends. Yeah. That's <laughs> Right? That's yeah. where we start to feel insecure. That's where we start to compare a lot in relationship is when you've got a friend and that friend has other friends and that friend is spending time with their other friends or develops a new relationship. Like I can remember back uh, um, a while ago and I had a good friend of mine and then a new friend came along and became friends with my friend. And I was suddenly left feeling very insecure like, oh, is that person going to replace me? Like, does this mean I'm out? Oh, my friend isn't going to have time for me now. Like, oh, like yeah. it just was this feeling of of utter insecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just have the feeling like that's where, you know, what Jesus is saying is kind of like, be happy for your friend. Yeah. <laughs> right. Be happy for your friend that they have another friend. Be happy for them and get to know them. Maybe try to forge a friendship with that other friend too but comparing being insecure being jealous Mm -hmm. isn't going to help any of your relationships no not at all and yeah and you feel like I've had that happen and I felt Mm -hmm. like oh I'm not a I'm not a good enough friend like oh and then you think about it logically you're like (laughs) right oh I want to be your only friend I want to fill all of your desires like that doesn't make any sense. sense but yeah that that but is we've when all the felt enemy it. sneaks in, though, is mm-hmm. in those little moments of weakness, and maybe you did put some security in that. And mm-hmm. so when it gets taken away, that's when the lies get planted, right. and then it's just a snowball effect. Right, right. And you're really good at, in those moments, taking a step back and just saying, okay, God, you know, like, where's my heart in this? Mm-hmm. What, what am I doing that's right? What am I doing that's wrong? Like, help me to see my place, my value, yeah, and then recognizing, okay, maybe I have put a little bit too much of my worth in this friendship if them having another friend is now yeah, making You're, me feel less than. I always, I read a thing and I 
it like changed it was yep. a, like a devotional and it said like how you're feeling shows where your trust is in mm-hmm. god which is true and it doesn't mean you can't have feelings or anything like that but it does show you a little window into your soul and so if you're feeling really discouraged or lonely after a friend just has another friend mm-hmm. maybe you need to yeah reevaluate and that's something I had to be really, I still have to be really intentional about. Yeah. It's not like, oh, okay, I am going to stop comparing and then the rest of your life, you're just fine and you never have to deal with it again. <laughs> oh, dang it. It is like, uh, <laughs> it can be a daily thing. But yeah, um, yeah, you just kind of have to take those thoughts captive every day and give them to God. And it doesn't right. mean, yeah, like I don't, I don't expect to not feel that again, mm-hmm. but I would hope that I will grab it grab mm-hmm. that thought I mm-hmm. like visualize it grab mm-hmm. that thought and I'm like here God what does this mean and right. how should I think right and take this thought yeah you know take it away and um and replace it with truth then yeah too and yeah. what what is the truth in this situation well you well, always have to look to scripture for the mm-hmm. truth yeah. which um yeah in that situation you God says you're worth, not the fact that your friend has another friend. And you know what? God might be using your friend to teach that other friend. Right. (laughs) Like, we can't see the big picture. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think um, a piece of it, you know, like we said, a piece of it is prayerfully considering where your heart is in it Mm -hmm. and why are you feeling upset. Yeah. But then there's also a piece that is don't let that fester. Mm -hmm. Don't let that um, cause a wedge between you and your friend. If you're really feeling left out or lonely or hurt, maybe you need to talk to your friend and say, hey, I love that you've got this new friend. or I love that you're spending time with her, but I'm feeling a little neglected right now. Yeah. Or can we do something? And just just do that. Just invite her and do something with your friend again. Friendship is precarious. Yeah. It is hard. <laughs> it is hard. Communication and, is so important, though. Yes. Like, and I know you've said that a yeah. lot in the podcasts, but it's so true. And for, I don't know if it's just me, but that is like the hardest part of friendship for me. Not mm-hmm. communicating the good things, but mm-hmm. the hard things. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to say that because then you, you don't want them to d- be disappointed. And you don't want them to think of you as jealous. Like, right. So... Right. And again, that is putting your worth into what they think of you. But yeah, you it's hard to mm-hmm. to be vulnerable enough to say your hurts is difficult. Right, right. Uh, years ago, I had done a Bible study and it was all about thinking on the truth. And Philippians 4, 8 was like the theme verse of it. But it talked a lot about in relationship, thinking on the truth. And if your friend has a hurt with you, it's their responsibility to tell you. Yeah. And if they don't tell you, you should assume that there isn't that offense, right? Mm-hmm. So it really, it really, it, the burden is on us. If we are feeling hurt, if we're feeling left out, it's up to us to tell them or to pray about it and say, you know, like, God changed my heart because I really shouldn't be feeling this way. Right. And maybe I'm feeling this way because I've put an unreasonable expectation on this friendship. Yeah. That's why prayer is important to do before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And why you need that relationship with God before. Right. So that you have that to go back on when you are comparing and feeling insecure and all of that. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up, are there any other just practical things you can think of, practical steps that we can take in our relationships to help us avoid that comparison trap or avoid that place of insecurity other than starting in that foundation of 
being in good relationship with God? Like, is there anything else we can do to help us to not live in comparison? Very practically, um, any time that I feel really anxious when I'm on Instagram, and Mm. that will happen without you noticing. Mm. But if you are intentional of what am I feeling in this moment while you're Mm -hmm. on there, um, I this is going to sound mean, but I will mute things that Mm -hmm. make me feel that way. Absolutely. You do not have to look at anything. Right. And you're not supposed to, actually. (laughs) Like, you're supposed (laughs) to guard your heart. And so if if it's breeding that, then you maybe need to take a break from it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Or just social media, which I know we get told that a lot, but Mm -hmm. it's true. And just, yeah, being intentional about knowing what you're feeling and if if it is comparison, then you need to take a break. And that's something you're good at. You have been very intentional with too, taking social media fast or tech fasts, taking a day a week and just leaving your phone in a drawer, scaring all your friends because we can't get a hold of you. (laughs) Yeah, Karen's like, are you alive? Are you alive? Because I haven't heard from you. Um, (laughs) But I think you're right that it comes back to guarding your heart and that's how we can try and stop that comparison is if you recognize that this is this is what's causing me to compare, yeah, then maybe you need to eliminate it. Yeah, and it's not easy because you will think of a million reasons why you should have your phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought one day I, I put my phone in a drawer and I was going to church. It was a Sunday and I did it for a Sabbath. And I was like, it was just my daughter and I. So I thought, well, what if we break down on the side of the road? Because we live out of town. And I'm like, Brooklyn, 20 years ago or whatever, they didn't even have phones. What do you think people did then? Like, right. You don't need it. We, right. It's new. We don't mm-hmm. need it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. even business-wise, and then you go, I took a break for two months from social media for my business, which is my only mm-hmm. marketing place. So <laughs> it was scary, but at the end of it, I was like, well, God will make sure that right. it's okay. If he's pressing me to do this, then right. he will handle it. Yeah, And it's taking that leap of faith. And it's not easy, but yeah, yeah. knowing yeah. is yeah. good. I think the other practical thing is that if there is a relationship that is causing you to constantly compare, maybe it's an unhealthy relationship too. And that's Mm -hmm. something that we need to um, just engage with a lot of prayer um, and discernment. Mm -hmm. But there are times when we need to step away from relationships because they are causing, you know, maybe it isn't just I'm in a bad place. Maybe it's she's in a bad place yeah. and is taking me to a bad place. Yeah. So that's hard, but it's another piece of that is just being really aware and mm-hmm. recognizing what we what we need to step away from. Yeah. And it's not it's not being unloving by stepping away. Because mm-hmm. I know that that is hard for me. Is mm-hmm. I'm like, well, God called me to love her. You can still love somebody mm-hmm. and not be in super close relationship with right. them. Right. Yep. And you can ask other people even to step in. Like mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. if you're really close with that person and you do know you need to take a break, it's it's loving to ask maybe another close friend or yeah. even a pastor. Like yeah. I'm worried about this person. I don't think they're very healthy right now. I can't be them for or I can't be there for them. Will you check in on them? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. 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 But ultimately guarding our hearts in that. Yes. In that. Well, Brooklyn, thank you so much <laughs> Yes, thank for you. being here and for talking about comparison and where we draw our worth, all of that. I hope that this has been encouraging to all of you and you can do a little introspection now and take the time and chat with your small group, with your friends about this. And hopefully we all have healthier relationships 
because of this. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. All right, you guys take care and keep looking above. 